The Clay County girls are seven single-A champions. Stone Memorial boys keep on rolling. And the Cumberland County girls prepare for a tough stretch. Joined now by head coach Matt Walker of the Clay County girls basketball program. The Lady Bulldogs took down Pickett County Tuesday night 57-39. to They moved to 6-0 in district play with just two games to go. And, well, that means they are the seven single-A winners for a second straight season. Coach, I'll start it off. How cool is it for you and the team to be the regular season winners once again? Well, I think it's really, really a blessing and a testament to our girls and their hard work and, and their commitment to play night in, night out, and not take nights off. And uh, what I told our girls in order to win the regular season, you know, there's going to be nights we don't shoot the ball well and, and nights where people don't play their best, but you still got to find a way to overcome it. And, uh, you know, different games, different people have stepped up. And and uh, even, even even our younger girls, you know, in practice have pushed us to be, uh, to be ready to play night in, night out. Coach, in that game last night, I'll, I'll get back into the into winning that district a little bit, but against the Lady Bobcats, it was a fairly close game at halftime, and then you guys were able to pull away in the second half. What was working well in that ball game, and how were you guys able to pull away for the win? We shot the ball pretty well. Uh, you know, got a bit of a lead on them, and they had to kind of kind of change their defensive strategy and, and spread out on us a little bit more, and uh well, you know, our guard's been playing really, really well this year. And once we got a lead, they had to start fouling. We've got three girls shooting, you know, 80% from the free throw line. So so we're able to close games pretty well with our ball handling and our free throw shooting. Coach, I know we've talked about seven single A. We got a chance to broadcast some of your games last year as well. And, of course, this year with, with the, doing the Pickett County games, they were there last night. But uh, we knew coming into this season that the district was going to be very, very tough and everybody was shooting for you guys. But you guys were able to kind of weather the storm and take down everybody yet again. How tough was it to win the regular season title this year? And how proud is it? Does it maybe feel maybe a little bit sweeter than last year's title? You know, last year we went went seven and one in district play, and uh, last year my comment was I didn't think anybody was going to be undefeated in our district, and uh, we slipped up and lost one. And and this year I think the district is even better. I think every team returns so much talent. Uh, again, the good coach in our district. I think the district as a whole is just better than last year, and to be able to come out on top. Um, with that being said, I think it's a testament again to our to our girls and the work they put in. To our, uh, to our upperclassmen and their leadership and to their focus and, and trying to attain their goals. Coach, it's also four wins in a row for your team, all of them against district opponents, to get you to this point this season, and that came after falling to a very good York team. What's been working so well over this stretch of four games? Really, our defense has been really, really solid. Uh, of course, getting into your district opponents, you know them a little bit better. You know their tendencies. You know their players. It's people they've grew up playing with and played travel ball with and against. So uh, so definitely a level of familiarity there. Uh, again, our defense, I think, has been, been really, really crucial. Most of those wins, other than at Pickett County, we've been holding people to the 30s. Uh, and in Pickett County, our offense really showed up and uh, was able to win a 63-60 ball game. But, but other, than that, uh, other than that one game at Pickett, our defense has really stepped up. 
Talking with head coach Matt Walker of the Clay County Girls Basketball Program right here on the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. The Lady Bulldogs winners of seven single A on the girls side for the second straight year. And coach, last two seasons, you've also made the state tournament in single A. You made the semifinals two years ago, made the quarterfinals last year. When looking at those two teams in the last couple of years and comparing them to this year's team, how does this year's team maybe stack up against the last couple of years? I think this year is by far the most experienced team that we've had uh, coming into it. You know, our starting lineup is, is of our starting five, we're starting uh, three seniors, two juniors, with a junior being the first sub off the bench. So so top six in our rotation are all juniors and seniors. And and most of those girls have played, uh, you know, going back to their sophomore year, got significant playing time on, on two state tournament teams. So I think that's what's uh, what's what's been to our big advantage. You know, they played in big ball games, they played in st- state tournament games, sub-state championship games. You know, they've kind of seen every environment. Uh, they they know what it takes to win, and just our experience has been really big for us. You mentioned earlier in the season that this team is going to be really good. It j- kind of just comes down to if they can stay healthy, and well, it seems like they've been able to do that for the most part. Have you guys been able to stay healthy, and how much has that impacted the success that you guys have had this season? Well, we've lost four games so far, and then two of them was to a very, very good York team. And then two of them, we was very much not healthy, being two of them the same day. So, so you know, we could be sitting here at 20-2 and two right now, but uh, unfortunately injuries kind of got us early in the season. And, and now that Christmas is here, we've had a time to heal up and, and get better in our stride. Uh, we've definitely been playing our best ball since January. Now, in these last five games of the season, what would you really like to see the team do a good job of? Well, we've got two district games left, three non-district games. Uh, we'd really like to see some of our young girls develop as we're, uh, as we're getting into the tournament time. Maybe maybe look at some different lineups together and some different combinations together, you know, as far as having a plan for, for foul trouble or for injuries or any of that. So, uh I think uh, some definitely some younger girls want to step up and, and make some shots and be a little bit more involved in our offense and handle the ball a little bit for us and, and put a little bit more pressure on those younger girls to uh, to really step up if they're called upon. Coach, lastly, you get the Tennessee Heat team on Friday in non-district play. You beat them earlier in the year by 19. What do you remember about that first game and what do you expect to see from them this time around? Uh, they've got a good team. They play really hard. Um, you know, I've got one or two really good ball handlers capable of scoring. We were able to play some younger girls quite a bit in that game and uh, and get our starters a little bit of rest. I think that they played about a quarter to a half, depending on depending on uh, who they was. I think the first five played maybe a quarter, maybe our second five played played maybe a quarter and a half. So, so that was definitely a good opportunity to get uh, to get some young girls some experience, take care of the ball, and and uh, to, to score a little bit for us, and and you know, get a little bit of confidence going. Talking with uh, that's head coach Matt Walker, the Clay County girls basketball coach right here on the high school playbook. They get Tennessee heat and a non-district game coming up on Friday. Coach Walker, we appreciate the time as always. All right. Thank you. Joined now by head coach Neil Caps of the Stone Memorial Boys Basketball Program right here on the high school playbook. Coach, 18-3 and on the season, a perfect 8-0 and in seven AAA play. Beat Crosstown rival Cumberland County last night, 83-43. to Coach, what was different the second time around against the Jets and maybe made the win a little less stressful this time around? 
Well, obviously, anytime you're playing your rival, you're going to get their best effort. It, you can throw the you can throw records out the window whenever you're playing against a rival, and that's exactly what CCHS is. Obviously, now you know I always try to convince the guys that that the the district implications of the matchup way more than the rivalry, but I don't know if I can convince them of that. <laughs> but no, it's just you know when we played them over there, you know I think we took them really, really casual, really light. We did not respect them. Because we looked at, you know, our guys had seen them play and watched them play against, you know, some common opponents. So we went into the game really, you know, not, not focused. And uh, I think we learned a really good lesson that day. Uh, and last night, I think uh, at home, you know, you're always, it seems like you're always going to play better at home. I really feel that we, we stepped into that game ready to compete better. We, we, um, seemed like we, we competed on the defensive end way better. And the one thing we've really been stressing, is to let your defense, you know, you know, lead with your defense and let your defense establish good offense. I don't know why, but it seems like every time you play really, really hard on defense, you you play better offensively. And uh, so uh, that's just how the game goes. I don't know if it's something to do with the basketball gods or whatever, that if you respect the defensive end, they help you on the offensive end. I don't know. I don't get into all that. but um, But, yeah, we just competed defensively last night really, really well. And uh, we're able to get out in transition and, and, and open it up a little bit and, uh, and, and defended the second half the way I was, I was hoping we would. Coach, it's three wins in a row now after falling to a good Knox Webb team at home uh, four games ago. You mentioned the defense over this stretch. I got a chance to see you in that Livingston Academy game, which was the first game after that Knox Webb loss. That game, I mean, you guys played some really good basketball, shot the ball very, very well. And I want to go back to it just specifically because I don't think I've seen a team play that well offensively. Did it did it start on the defensive side of the ball for you guys against the Wildcats in that ball game? Well, it's funny that you mentioned it's it's funny that you mentioned the uh the web game because they're very good and they hold you accountable at both ends of the floor uh they really they really pressured us defensively which really made us have to focus offensively when you know executing sets meeting passes boxing out you know re you know trying to get offensive boards so uh Knox Webb is I wish we could play them once a week it seems like they're just they hold you accountable and they make you better uh at every turn so there's no question that that game really helped us. Uh, you know, they, they made everything hard. Uh, they executed beautifully offensively, which really hurt us, uh, hurt our defense. It really, you know, kind of reveals some warts, you know, so to speak, that we needed to clean up. And I thought we did that really well going into the Livingston game, uh, that we defended much better uh, against Livingston. And um, so, you know, yeah, that's, you know, those games right there, losses, you know, losses aren't always terrible things. You know, those, those sometimes they can, can expose some of your weaknesses, expose some of your things that you need to work on. And I think we did that, you know, days leading up to the Livingston game. And that's kind of been our focus ever since. You know, we've really tried to pinpoint those things and work at them defensively and offensively and, and try to get better from them each, each, uh, the, the, uh, the games that followed. And I think we, we're getting better. But, um, we're not we're not there, but we uh, we're heading in the right direction. I feel. 
Talking with head coach Neil Caps of the Stone Memorial Boys Basketball Program right here on the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. Well, coach, with the win last night, it really puts you guys in the driver's seat, a perfect 8-0 in district play right now in a shot for that regular season title. Of course, uh, some big games coming up to finish out the season as well. Before we get into the matchups too much, you mentioned some things that uh, you guys are looking at on film that you're trying to work on. What are a couple of things that are standing out to you in your mind that you would like to see be a little bit better here down in this stretch? Well, just like you hear this, you hear this term a lot from football coaches talking about complementary. You know, well, you know, when you say defense, it, it you know it always starts in guarding the ball on the perimeter. Well, you know, we say, well, how about your post play? Well, post play is predicated on how well you're guarding the perimeter. If 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 you're backed up off the perimeter and the perimeter guards have an easy visual, so they can just look in the post, they can take their time and they just throw it in there whenever they want to. Well, that makes post play defense defense really hard, you know, because the guy, it's you know, post defender is fighting. He's trying to get half men around. He's trying to make it difficult. And, but if it's easy and the and the guard can get in there and throw it in there really easy from the perimeter, then then it makes it even harder on the post defender. And then you have you know, if we don't do a good job on our on our uh, perimeter defense, and they, we allow people to just go downhill and attack downhill, well, you have to send so much help. Then it leaves the backside uh, wide open. You can kick it out for a wide open shooter, and then you have to hurt or hope that you can recover with your your second help to re- recovery. And it just turns into a nightmare if you have to continually help and recover, help and recover, recover, recover. And then eventually, if you do that enough, somebody's going to get a wide open look, which was what hap- was which was what hap- was happening uh, versus Knox Webb. So those are things that we're really working on. Starts with our perimeter defense, containing the basketball, picking the ball up early in transition. Uh, you know, because you spend most of the game in transition. A lot of people don't know that. Uh, you know, very little of the, not you know, the largest portion of the game is played in transition. And uh, so you know, we want to we want to pick up early in transition. Make sure that we we're talking, communicating, and uh, playing great perimeter defense, which will lead to great post defense. Uh, you know, and, and when that happens, you're really forcing, you can really put the defense, uh, offense into a lot of uh, compromised shots where they're not the best of shots. And uh, it really puts you, and when you can do that, it, uh, you know, to finish it all out, it puts you in good box uh, rebounding position to box out and go secure a rebound. Well, Coach, all of that is going to be tested on Friday in a really good matchup with the White County team that is playing much better basketball here in the last couple of weeks. They took down a pretty good DeKalb County team last night by a pretty big margin as well. For you guys, just four more games to go in the district schedule. For them, they're sitting at 4-4, four and four, so they're still playing for a lot coming up on Friday. You beat them pretty good the first time around. How do you expect this second game with uh, the Warriors to be a little bit different? It'll be nothing short of a, you know, and I don't like using these terms. I'm not, I don't like using a lot of hyperbole, but, you know, in the, in the game of basketball, this will be nothing short of a war. Uh, they will be out for blood. You know, uh, Coach Mitchell will have them fired up. Sparta is a great basketball community. Uh, they get, uh, they understand big games. They understand the implications this game could have for them. And you said it just right. They, they are playing for uh, their postseason standing and their, you know, their culture, their basketball, they, they got a great basketball culture. And I always have to tell our guys the tradition at, at a school like Sparta, who's been around for so long, that these young men that are playing now, well, 
the thing they're playing for is well, their dad played at Sparta and might have had a lot of a lot of success, and grandpa might have played at Sparta. So there's a lot of rich tradition at these schools like Sparta, and these kids aren't going to take that for granted. They're going to come out and compete, and fight, and claw. They're going to be jumping higher, running faster, and if we don't come out ready to to compete and uh, at that level of intensity. Uh, we can get ran out of there. There's no question. We could get ran out of there. They're a very dangerous team. Uh, as you said, uh, they absolutely blistered a very good DeKalb team uh, that we had uh, had troubles with the other night at, their, at DeKalb. So we understand, you know, when you're, you're at the top uh, where we are right now currently, that you're going to get everybody's best effort. You're going, everybody's trying to knock you off. And um, it's and again, it's it's a great opportunity for us to figure out where we are, you know, where we're at in terms of our level of of how we want to compete, how we want to, what our defensive identity is, and how how we're, uh, you know, this is something that that these are going to be those situations that are going to be very postseason like. This is this is going to be very similar to what the the, the environment of a postseason game, which that we're looking forward to, looking forward to the opportunity, and we're only going to benefit from this no matter what, win or lose, we're going to benefit and get better from because. Uh, and I've already told the guys even before the you know before we left the locker room last night what they're going to have to expect going into Sparta on Friday. It's going to be a really fun matchup. Stone Memorial taking on White County on the boys' side coming up on Friday. Some big postseason implications coming up in that ball game for both sides. That's head coach Neil Caps with the Panthers right here on the High School Playbook. Coach, we appreciate the time as always. Jacob, thank you guys and God bless. Joined now by head coach Kim Cram Torres of the Cumberland County Girls Basketball Program right here on the High School Playbook. Coach took down Stone Memorial last night, 63-38, to to sweep the Lady Panthers this season. It was another district win as well. What were your thoughts on the win last night? And I was really pleased um, about our ability to um, uh, play four quarters. Uh, we were real steady. I thought we were, we were really consistent. Um, going over to Stone is always a tough game for us, being that it's the crosstown rivalry. And so we knew it was going to be tough, and we knew it would take four quarters to beat them. Coach, it's it's four wins in a row now after falling in three straight to York, Livingston, and Upperman, which of course is a gauntlet in itself. What has been working better over these last four games compared to those three losses? Well, I think the biggest thing for us is, you know, we we were tired going into that tough stretch and that's a, a stretch that you just don't want to, you know, kind of go into uh, not completely uh, ready for. And I, I don't think we were quite ready for it. Um, you know, it kind of just came and slapped us in the face. Um, I think it, since then we've done a good job of just getting back into a rhythm, um, getting it refocused. Um, and I think that's been the biggest thing, you know, getting back into a rhythm and, um, you know, making shots, and doing those things. What was the message to the team, especially after that Upperman game, where it's still early on in district season, but obviously you don't want to drop too many in the regular season in district play, so you have a good seating going into the tournament, but what was the message after that game and going forward after that? I think the message that we sent our kids was, you know, we sat down and we watched a lot of video with them, and we just pointed things out. We said, look, you know, we're not sprinting to spots. Um, we're not playing at the pace that we want to play at. Um, we don't have the right um, senior leader leadership that, that we were wanting. And so we pointed those things out uh, to them. And um, so that was the biggest thing. 
And the other part was not, not panicking, you know, not panicking. It was still very early. Um, I don't think anybody, you know, argues that our district is not very tough and you lose a game or two in our district. I don't think anybody's shaking a finger at you. And so, you know, we explained that to the kids. Hey, this is going to be a long district season. And, you know, uh, very few people are going to have a chance to be undefeated in district. And so we just needed to right the ship, and I think the girls have done a good job of doing that. Absolutely. You bounce back, get a win against DeKalb County, which is a scrappy team in itself, and then go on the road and take down a really good White County team. And now you guys are sitting at 6-2 and two in district play, and you're in second place as well. How proud are you just of your team in these last few games to bounce back the way they did and put themselves in this position to have a chance for another district crown possibly? We know we never want to get too high and we never want to get too low, um, but we are extremely proud of our players um, for their resilience. And so, um, but again, here we go. We're getting right back into that gauntlet, if you will. You know, we've got, we're going on the road on Friday to Pickett County, which will be a great game that's going to prepare us uh, for when we go to Livingston and then when we go to Upperman. Um, And so it's going to be about our resilience and about our leadership. And so those are the things that, you know, we're going to really emphasize going into this next week. Talking with head coach Kim Cram Torres of the Cumberland County Girls Basketball Program right here on the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. Coach, that leads me right into my next question. You mentioned those next three games coming up for you, non-district at Pickett County on Friday, but then a couple of big ones next week at Livingston Academy and at Upperman the following Friday. What do you think is going to be the toughest thing about this next three games for your team? Well, I think all three of them are on the road, um, so that's tough in in and of itself. Uh, The environments are going to be really tough, Um, but, uh, you know, going to Pickett County, that was our number one thing is how how can we get ready to go to um, Livingston and Upperman, and putting Pickett County in that spot was really important to us, staying in a rhythm. Obviously, it should be our bye night. but sometimes by nights really mess up your rhythm. And so um, we get to stay in rhythm and that's really important to us. Um, But just the environments um, alone and those two um, programs win and they want to win. And so, uh, you know, it's going to take every single one of our players to do their jobs to get those wins. I want to get into that Pickett County matchup coming up in just a little bit. But before we get there, of course, we're getting into the closing stretches of the district schedule. I mentioned how you guys are sitting in second place right now with the 6-2 and two record. Uh, for your team, what would you like the, to see them do a good job of down the stretch here to possibly get that uh, that regular season crown yet again? Well, I mean, for the first thing is, you know, we've got to figure out how we're going to, you know, hold Livingston um, to a limited number of shots and a limited number of possessions. I think that's the biggest thing for us when dealing with Livingston, and, that, and that's tough to do. Uh, they are really talented um, and extremely athletic. Um, and so that's our, our biggest challenge with them. Um, and obviously we've got to score. I don't think that when we played those guys um, that we were doing a good job of scoring. We were totally out of rhythm. Um, and a lot of that had to do with, with those two teams. But I also think that, that we kind of were our own worst enemy in those games as well. So uh, for us, that's the first thing is we got to make shots. And the same thing with Upperman. You know, we, we've got to figure out how to, you know, handle Abigail 
and obviously Cobb does such a wonderful job in her role. And so uh, neutralizing those players are really important to us, limiting their possessions. But more importantly, you know, we need our seniors to be seniors and to be leaders. And so I think that was missing through the, the first time we met. And so that would be a really great challenge to see how our kids respond to that. You mentioned the two big district games coming up next week. Livingston on the road Tuesday, Upperman on the road Friday. And now let's talk about the Pickett County one, which is the game coming up next for you guys this Friday. That one also on the road. It's a Lady Bobcats team. They fell last night to a good Clay County team. They've they've also played a really good schedule in these last few games. What do you expect to see that might be a little bit different this time around from the very first game of the season? Well, you know, the first game of the season, they didn't have all their players. Uh, I think arguably their best player was, was hurt. And so um, I think that's going to be the biggest um, challenge for us is, is answering that difference in the game. Piggy County is so tough. You know, they're, they're just another great example of uh, tough upper uh, Cumberland basketball and playing there is really tough. So, so obviously those are the two big changes, right? You know, they have a player back who didn't play against us the first time. And then the second time, you know, is we're, we're going up there. And so those are the two biggest challenges. Um, and we really like to challenge our players. And this is one of the biggest challenges for them. Going to be a fun non-district matchup for the Cumberland County Lady Jets as they head to Pickett County on Friday to take on the Lady Bobcats. That's Jets head coach Kim Cram Torres right here on the High School Playbook. Coach, we appreciate the time. I thank you. Joined by Livingston Academy head football coach Matten Hauser. And uh, coach, uh, you just took over the program about a month ago, a little bit over a month ago now. How's it been adjusting to, to being head coach at your alma mater now about a month and a half in? It's been um, it's been really good. We have had the opportunity to get in and uh, work with the kids a little bit in the weight room. Uh, we've been able to talk to them a little bit about situational football stuff. We've had the opportunity to... Uh, talk to them about grades, and and you know we're we've now entered into a competition period for that will run through the end of the semester where each um, each senior drafted teams, and uh, we will grade on a variety of different things. We'll have competition based on on those types of things. So just little things going and moving in the right direction, and you know we're just happy to be here and happy to be able to try to make an in, try to influence them in some way or another. You mentioned that competition that you guys are in right now, and if you go to the Livingston Academy football Facebook page, you can kind of see a little bit more about it, and Josh had actually pointed it out to me, and I wanted to ask about that because it looks like a really, really cool thing that you guys are doing. You mentioned the seniors draft the teams, and then there's different categories where they can earn points for their team. Take me a little bit deeper into that, what it is, what they can do to earn points, and why you are doing it. So several years ago, I came across um, – I think it was a college that was doing something similar and I just thought it was a really good idea. It's a way to, to uh, have some accountability and to create some competition in the off season when, you know, sometimes it can get monotonous when you're just going into the weight room and you're lifting every day. So it gives them a way to compete. So what we do is we, uh, after a couple of weeks where we kind of get acclimated to the weight room, we brought the seniors in, um, and they drew numbers to see who picked first and who went second and so forth. And then we just kind of give them the criteria of what we are basing the grades on. So we have a couple different criteria to how they can gain points and how they can lose points. Um, so we start with attendance. Every day we take attendance to make sure everyone's there. If you have perfect attendance, 
team gets three points. If anyone's missing, it's negative one point for, um, per person. Uh, so it kind of gets the kids that um, to kind of get in the ear of the other kids, make sure that they're showing up for workouts and doing those things that they need to do. Um, we also do competitions weekly where we'll take them, you know, outside, inside, in the weight room, wherever it may be, and the competitions change up. Sometimes it requires speed. Sometimes it requires strength. Sometimes it requires a combination of, of both. Um, but they don't know the competition until they pick which members they want to compete for that day, and then we'll tell them the competition. So each week we'll have a winner. They'll get five points if they win the competition and three points if they're runner-up. Um, we'll do community service events where they can get three points per member that shows up to do a community service event. So it's it's getting kids out in the community and doing things that, um, you know, can make a difference. And then we'll also grade them on um, – how much they increase their weights, weight production in the weight room. They get one point for every 10 pounds they go up in uh, bench, power clean, and squats. Uh, so we'll have a period where we, we test all that at the front, and then we test it again at the end of the semester, and however much they increase, they'll get points. And then lastly, we, we focus on the academic side as well, so we give them grades, uh, four points for an A, two points for a B, zero for C, negative two for D, and negative four for an F. So when, it, you know, they, they know that they can really help their team or really hurt their team by how they perform in the classroom. So we just try to combine all of that uh, to give them something to compete with. They, um, they're they excited about it. They talk. They got to name their own teams after they picked their uh, their groups. And, you know, every day they're talking about who's in, who's in the lead and who's winning. And it's just a way to create some of that competition and get them, um, you know, excited about, being there every single day and, and what all it takes to be a part of the program. I know. I thought it, it looked pretty cool just when you guys had posted it on Facebook, and it sounds fun just to kind of be a part of uh, as well. We're talking with head coach Matt Hauser of the Livingston Academy football program. Coach, have you had a chance to build out your coaching staff? Is it is it complete yet? It is not complete. We're, we're still in the process of um, trying to add two or three guys to make the, to make it complete. And once we get everyone added – uh, then we'll try to, you know, announce who's coaching what positions and so forth. So right now we have several guys that um, are outside of the school system that are volunteering their time and coming in um, to help when they can. Uh, so we have, you know, maybe 10 or 12, 15 guys that are already committed to being involved with the program in some form or fashion. Uh, and we're also trying to get the middle school program up and going um, and, get the coaching staff hired there so that they're involved with what we're doing at the high school level so that we can all get on the same page. So it's, it's a lot of moving pieces right now, but uh, we're, we're moving closer to getting everything finalized. Coach, I know I believe there was about 50 or so players on the roster this past season, and that was even a jump from the season before. Have you been able to take account of people that are at least participating in the offseason workouts and what kind of numbers you guys have for the team? So currently, um, counting last season's roster plus the new kids we have in the weight room working out we're at about 52 or 53 kids um that does not include our incoming eighth graders that does not include anyone who may play basketball baseball or soccer that has said that they're going to come out or even wrestling that have said they're going to come out um when their seasons are over and that doesn't include other kids that have just come up and said that they would like to come out for spring practice and give it a try so uh, I know we're sitting at a baseline of 52, but I think that number can grow dr- drastically over the course of the next couple months. I've, I've had a lot of kids that have just said that they're interested in, in playing. Um, 
So we'll see what happens. We're going to try our spring practice at the end of April, and it'll run through May. Um, so hopefully we have a lot of kids out there and, and have a lot of excitement. Some really exciting times for Livingston Academy football. Coach, I'll leave you with this one. After meeting with the team, obviously you're already doing the off-season work, doing some really fun competitions with them as well. For you personally, what it, what excites you the most about this team that you'll have coming in next fall? So just from getting here and, and learning the the kids and, and trying to spend some time with them in the afternoon, I'm, I'm just really excited about their attitude. Um, they have really been positive. Uh, they've really attacked things in the weight room. They have kids that were struggling a little bit academically. Um, we've made that a priority, and they, they've come to me and said, Coach, hey, we've, we've been able to bring our grades up drastically, and we're talking to our teachers. And you know, we took a day where we just wrote all of our teachers that in the building that were the most influential to us. We wrote them a letter, and we went hand-delivered it. And just, you know, their, their attitude has been outstanding. Uh, there's not a lot of negativity. They've learned um, how to encourage their teammates when they're in the middle of a competition or whatever it may be. And, you know, we've t- said from the get-go, in order for us to be successful, we have to worry about – we have to be doing things for the love of our teammates, not for our own glory or our own stats or whatever that may look like. And they've really taken that step just in the last couple of weeks of, of communicating with their team and being positive and – you know, holding each other accountable, and that's what it takes to be a good football program. I think what's really cool is we really haven't even talked about the sport of football, how you guys are going to play it, whether it be on the offensive side of the ball, defensive side of the ball, or in the special teams. We've mainly just kind of talked about the values and beliefs you guys are instilling in the program, and uh, it's exciting times for Livingston Academy football. That's head coach Matt Hauser. Coach, we appreciate the time. I appreciate you having us on and everything you do for our program and the school system as a whole and our community. We, we really appreciate it. Joined by head coach Brandy Alley of the DeKalb County Girls Basketball Program right here on the High School Playbook. Fell to a really good White County team last night, 72-51 to on the road. And coach, I'll start it there. What did the Warriorettes do a good job of to make it difficult last night? Warriorettes have a great roster of players. So they definitely was able to rotate players, rotate, and um, how they were scoring. So one minute it would be trying to stop Powers and Reed on the inside, and then the next it would be Golden and Gentry on the outside hitting threes. And then everybody who came in off the bench did just as good a job filling the roles. Coach, even with the loss, you guys are still 3-5 and five in district play with four games remaining. Do you feel like you're in a good spot to at least get that fifth seed heading into the district tournament at the end of the regular season? Well, definitely going to have um, Macon County at our place is going to be a battle. But coming in right now, the way our girls are improving, um, you just can't be prouder of them. And, you know, hopefully that fifth spot is where we start off and then we'll just hit the district play and see what happens from there. Coach, a couple of games ago, you took down Stone Memorial for the second time this season. What was that like for you after coaching under Coach Mike Buck for so long to be able to take him on and, and compete against him and then actually be able to beat him a couple times this season? It's always uh, satisfying to beat your mentor, but it was, you know, just sitting back and watching it. I can't sit here and say, I enjoyed the win again until after the game because I was just so proud of how girl, how hard my girls played and how they just finished out the game. So 
you leave sitting there going, yeah, my girls just did a great job. And then you're like, oh, wait, I just beat Stone. You know, I just beat my mentor. So um, you just think more about your team in that moment than your past. You think bigger picture, I guess. Got to believe uh, a little bit bittersweet in that moment for you, but still a really cool opportunity for you as well. We're talking with head coach Brandy Alley of the DeKalb County Girls Basketball Program right here on the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. Coach, for you guys, it's a really scrappy ball club that can shoot the ball pretty well from outside. I know I got a chance to to see you play Livingston Academy a couple of weeks ago, and that'll be the team you got coming up on Friday as well. Before we get into that matchup too much, how, what have you liked from your team's play so far this season? What what are maybe a couple things that stand out that you really like about your team? Um, definitely the last three games, especially. We've just gotten this right mentality of, we're going to do whatever it takes to battle. And there's just been games where one person wouldn't be so hot and somebody else stepped up and just the understanding of, hey, everything doesn't have to fall on one person and motion going. Of course, we have Ella, who's the, the motor of our team. But when it comes down to it, she's got a group behind her that's willing to say, okay, well, maybe she's scoring more but maybe I can get defensive stops. And I think right now our roles have been figured out and that's just been a big push moving forward. Coach, you're over at the halfway point of your first season as head coach with the DeKalb County Lady Tigers. Do you feel like you've gotten this team to where you want them to be at this point in the season? I mean, if you are where you want to be at this point, you know, that's, fantastic but I think there's always room for growth and improvement and so every day we just focus on something new to grow on and I just don't think there's a specific goal on one of these girls at at this point it was just more what's their best they can do and how can we make that best a little bit better and right now everybody's mindset's and the idea of doing that and that's the one win I want to take um, but you want to constantly be improving instead of just saying hey here's where we should be well, Coach, what what are a couple of those things that you guys are working on in practice here in the latter part of the season? Definitely blocking out. That has been one of them from our last game, especially that we're going to take and move forward with. And it's just um, moving the ball as a team and getting our defense in tune with each other. And we've fought through some adversity with position changes and people being injured at the wrong times and just kind of unifying everything back together. So it's just facing each day with who we can come out, who we have on the court to come out. Coach, lastly, it's a, you get a really big matchup coming up on Friday. It's a home game against Livingston Academy, a team that you played fairly close throughout the game, the ball game earlier this January, ended up falling 62-49. to 49. What are some changes that you guys have to make to take on the Lady Wildcats and try to come out on the winning side this time? You know, they've got some players we let score too many points um, that we're going to try to make sure we zone in on. And just overall, defensively, knowing where we're at and what what we've got in certain situations. And um, there were some moments where you didn't battle to our full potential that I think coming out, we'll definitely fight through that. It's going to be a fun matchup. The DeKalb County Lady Tigers taking on Livingston Academy at home. Coming up on Friday, that's head coach Brandy Alley with the Lady Tigers. Coach, we appreciate the time as always.
Thank you for having me. Joined now by head coach Linus Martin of the Monterey Boys Basketball Program right here on the High School Playbook. Took on a solid Jackson County team last night on the road and fell 57-35. to Coach, what did the Jackson County Blue Devils do a good job of to make it difficult in that ball game last night? Well, did the two things that we probably didn't need them to do. I thought, I thought number one, coming in, could we keep them off the offensive glass? And it was from the moment the ball tipped up and it went to their end that we could not keep them off the glass. They were getting two and three chances every time. You know, when you're playing a quality team like that that is a very good basketball team, you better give them one shot. That means we were getting stops. We just couldn't get rebounds. Uh, and they just, it just, it was a relentless. They got, Kendra Brown is just in Arroyo, or just beast on the glass. They know how to, they have a knack for the game. Uh, they're strong kids, they're very athletic, they jump well. And then the next thing was, well, we'll try to pack it in and keep them off the glass. And we'll leave some kids open to shoot it and take a chance that they won't. And it was right the opposite of the way it, that worked out. Um, very good coaching there on my part. Uh, I think Stacy hit two threes. Uh, another kid hit a couple threes. I want to think they hit four threes in the first quarter. So everything you had hoped uh, to happen didn't happen. And uh, I thought, well, if we can shoot the ball, because the way they're guarding Trey, and he gave it up a little bit after watching film today enough for us to make some open shots. And we just – we had the same opportunities they had, and we didn't capitalize on them, and they did. And before you know it, you're behind, and you're behind the eight ball trying to catch up. Uh, it's a hot, it's a tough environment. Last night, going back uh, to Jackson County and playing with the, all the emotions uh, for a lot of people, so it was tough. Hopefully, it's something we learn from and are better for it going down the road. Of course, uh, they had Trey last year, so they know a lot of his tendencies. And like you had mentioned, probably had a pretty good defensive game plan against him. Offensively, for you guys, I know it's kind of been a struggle, at least trying to figure out where where to put the basketball because you don't have Brandon Dillon, who you had back in December. He goes down with an injury, and then a lot of the teams can just focus on Trey. What what has that process been like in trying to get the offense going with obviously through Trey, but then some of the other guys stepping up as well? It's very hard. I don't know that I've ever ran across something like this in coaching, uh, where there's so much focus on a kid. Uh, it's not just us telling coaches, it's not a box and one. It feels like a triangle and two on two kids. Mm-hmm. And sometimes running off, whatever they got to run off to guard him, they're running off. Uh, whether it's two or three kids, uh, we just, we don't have enough playmakers right now. We're just not knocking down enough open shots. We're not getting any second chance points at all. Uh, nothing is seems to be going right, and we just got to keep working at it and grinding at it till we get it right. We're talking with head coach Linus Martin of the Monterey Boys Basketball Program right here on the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. Well, Coach, uh, of course, uh, you mentioned you'd taken on Jackson County last night. You've played York once already. Those are the two teams at the top of the district right now. You'll get to face York one more time, but still sitting in third place alongside Bledsoe County right now. Do you feel like you're still in a pretty good position to take the three seed into the district tournament at the end of the year? That's funny that you said that. That that was kind of my discussion this morning with somebody was, you know, if we beat Bledsoe Tuesday, it locks up third. Uh, If we don't, and say we beat Sequatchie the next game, we got a coin flip with Bledsoe. Unless one of us beats York or Jackson, so everything I'm basing on is that we don't. Uh, but if we lose to Bledsoe and lose to Sequatchie, we're in the playing game, uh, playing Sequatchie. Uh, so that's how much it affects. So that Tuesday game will be huge, uh, to, to get and take a little pressure off of us to know that we're in the region. 
we'd probably be playing the two seed, which would be Jackson or York, and it don't look like that's that's not an easy game. So, but at least this get, gets us in the region with an opportunity to advance. Two home games and then three road games to finish out the year. Of course, we've talked about the offense, still trying to figure out the formula there. But what what are some things you'd really like to see this team do well in the final five regular season games? Just take care of the ball a little bit better, be more confident from outside with our ability to score and make some open shots. Just be better decision decision making. You know, it was three things I was reading a while ago is limit your turnovers, rebound the belt the ball better and be more efficient on offense and uh we just those are things that sometimes we're struggling at. We've went from getting to the free throw line a ton every night with Brandon and Trey and even when Trey at first Brandon went out, he was getting to the line a lot. Uh, those chances have kind of dwindled a little bit. I don't think he's getting as many calls go his way. Uh, it's been a little more of a grind. Uh, so that's made it frustrating. He's not playing as good as he has played. He's frustrated. Uh, so I think it's been a, affecting the whole team in a lot of different ways. Coach, coming up on Friday, it's a non-district game at home against Midway, a team that you guys beat earlier in the year, 78-42 to on the road. Obviously, it's going to be different just because you guys are without a player in Brandon who was there that first time around. How else do you think this time might be different for you guys on Friday? No, I know it'll be a lot different. I, I, I don't put any, put any stock in that game because that night we came out and played, got after it on defense. I think most of that night, all of our points were off defensive end. Uh, that we created, and those are things that we've struggled to do of late, and that's kind of really what what you asked. What, what's hurt? We're not getting any defense that's turning into offense. We're not making plays to create transition offense or get any steals to get some easy scores. Everything we're scoring is we're having to grind, and and, and it takes time and being patient on offense, and you know that makes it easier to guard when people can set up and stuff. So those are things that if we want to make a run later on. Uh, that we're going to have to do better of. I still believe we've got a good basketball club. We've struggled against Jackson and York, which those are two of the best teams around to me. So uh, maybe we're learning from those situations so next time we see those guys. Is this Friday game almost a little bit of a tune-up for that Tuesday game that we had talked about a little bit ago against Bledsoe County? It's, to me, you got to win. You know, It's one of those games you got to get some confidence. You need a win to get back some momentum. Uh, it was kind of like Sequatchie. That was an ugly win. We didn't play very well. Almost thought Sequatchie deserved to win, uh, but we found a way at the end that showed a lot that we could uh, with everything not going our way. Uh, so Friday's important that we get that win and get a little bit of momentum going into Tuesday. I know it'll help. Uh, I don't know how much it'll help, but I know it would be a boost for the team to get the guys need that. And I still tell them, hey man, we were 15 and 11 and. You know, a lot of the things haven't went our way this year, and we've struggled at a lot of things, and we're still finding a way to be gritty and find a way to win. So we got to continue to do things. It seems like the ugly way. It seems like. Some big games coming up for the Monterey Boys basketball program. That's head coach Linus Martin right here on the High School Playbook. Coach, we appreciate the time as always. Jacob, thank you always. Call me anytime, bro. Thanks for listening to the High School Playbook. A big shout-out to Matt Walker, Neil Caps, Kim Cram-Torres, Matten Hauser, Brandy Alley, and Linus Martin for joining us this week. We'll have even more coaches and live interviews Saturday morning at 9 on Rock 93.7. Coming up Friday, there are some big games across our airwaves. 
The Cookville Cavaliers welcome Green Hill to town as we'll have coverage on News Talk 94.1 beginning at 545. On 101.9 AM 920 WLIV, the Livingston Academy Wildcats basketball teams travel to Smithville to take on the DeKalb County Tigers in a 7 AAA matchup. Coverage of that game begins at 540. Our final broadcast game of the evening on Friday will feature Pickett County hosting those Cumberland County Lady Jets led by Kim Cram Torres. Coverage can be heard on UC Sports Nation beginning at 545. If you missed any part of the show today, head over to ucsportsnation.com where you can podcast it right now. I'm Jacob Vinson. Thanks for listening to the High School Playbook.